0: This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson.
1: What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week and especially now because we are officially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So the best way to stay up to date on all of the excitement is to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit the auto-download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there. Waiting for you. I am your host, Casey Hudson, joined by now friend of the program, I think we could say, Ed and Cena. Ed, how's it going? How are you feeling up in Toronto and after game one?
0: Yeah, so obviously I, I tried to compare it to last year's and honestly, you know, the atmosphere going into game one this year. I felt that the crowd was much more louder, much more excited. I think that, you know, the way that the Leafs have played this year and the way that, you know they've just been so consistent this year. I think it led to a lot of optimism and, and, but at the same time, when you talk about the pressure, I think the there's two totally different facets of that from these two teams. I think that all the pressure has been on the Leafs and really, you know, no one has really picked the lightning to even win this series. You know, it's like, you know, that they haven't been to three straight Stanley cup finals. So, um, you know, just talking to guys going into this one, you know, they feel that, you know, they didn't have any pressure on them. So, um, and I think that showed right away. You know, when you look at the way this game started, and it was obviously the the best possible start for them um, mm-hmm. with that goal early on uh, from Pierre Edouard Belmar in on their on the fourth lines first shift, and uh, you know from there on they just kind of pounced on the net, pounced on rebounds, and and that's something that the Maple Leafs haven't done this year. Um, and from there on, when uh, you know when that that penalty got called on on uh, Brody, they, they gave the lightning a power play and, um, you know, Nikita Kucherov hits that one timer with two seconds left. Uh, the place was quiet. It was so quiet. Um, they got, it, it totally changed with a span of, you know, a few minutes there. Um, I, I wrote my game story that you know, we, we hear Dave Mishkin in, in, the, in the press box uh, with, with his goal calls and it gets so quiet that I could hear Mishkin with that Kucherov game call, you know, yelling goal <laughs> you know, from across the press box. That's how quiet it was in that arena, which wow. is entirely different from, you know, the anthem, you know, the Go Leaf Go chants, the, the white towels wave, the rally towels waving before the game. Um, And that's that's really what it took. Like the Lightning just took the Leafs, you know, the home ice advantage completely out of the game. And from then on, you know, really it was just kind of a special teams game from then on out and, you know, they 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 won that matchup too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you pointed out a few things, being the fact that the pressures on each team are uniquely different and that the Bolts had an opportunity to maybe not feel so much pressure because they're the underdog in this situation, which has been talked about so much. Kind of taking that into consideration and with the Bolts coming up with a huge 7-3 victory on home, uh, home ice for Toronto, you know, what would you say – about the statements that say now it's just game one, the people that don't, that still don't want to give the Tampa Bay lightning that much credit. How much does that game one 7-3 victory actually mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because, you know, even going into this game, you know, John Cooper was, you mentioned it m- many times. And I've asked him about it is, you know, they won that series last year, but they, everyone forgets that they lost game one, five, nothing. And mm-hmm. they really didn't look very good in, in Toronto in game one. So, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of runway left in this series, and I think that's when that's when you know the Lightning's experience kind of comes to play here. You know, they know how to win, you know, postseason series, yep. and they know that because they know it's not just one game. They know it's you know the Toronto's going to come out there in Game Two and make adjustments to them, and and that's what you know has made this team so great in the postseason is the game to game adjustments that they've been able to make. You know, they know that you know. Samson off if, if he starts the net he's not going to have that kind of game again you know that, um you know that you know they're going to be uh you know protecting the middle of the ice better you know they're going to be concentrating on certain things that they didn't do in game one to improve in game two so um but th- but that's really what makes the lightning so good at this time of the year is that you know they they, they can you know anticipate those things you know the the we always talk you know they always talk about the regular season being this dress rehearsal, you know, this 81 game dress rehearsal, but when you get to the postseason, you can concentrate on one opponent, you know, and especially an opponent that they know so well, like the Leafs, you know, even though there's a lot of different guys on that roster now, they know this team well, they know what they do well. Um, They know what they've done well this season. They know how they've improved. So, um, you know, again, a lot of runway left in this series, but, you know, for the Lightning you know, they have to feel, this is the best case scenario for them, you know, to, to mm-hmm. steal a game. They know they had to steal a game in Toronto. They have that in hand now. So yes. now it's about, you know, sticking to, the, you know, what, their system, sticking to what's worked and sticking to really, you know, th- I think this game is so much about mentality. You know, we talked about the physicality of it, yep. but, um, but it's so much about the mentality of knowing how to pull out wins. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there's so many things that Lightning have on their side, the experience, you know, number 88 net is, is you know, something that no one else has. And, um, you know, as long as they can keep, you know, doing that and, and focusing on that and focusing on maybe some of these mental edges that they have. And, you know, the more the Leafs have room to doubt and doubt mm-hmm. creeps in, there's no – I've never seen a situation like this in covering all the sports is how much a team has, you know, had – have have such a good regular season and then as things slowly start to go wrong for them it just kind of slowly <laughs> wilts away and you know this is obviously like i said the best case scenario for that for the lightning right now to kind of put that doubt in the least mind early on and Absolutely. then kind of go from there
1: yeah and you said two really important things ed that Number one, kind of the fact that this veteran group specifically knows how to basically not get ahead of themselves and take it game by game. Winning game one, great thing to do, but they're not getting ahead of themselves. Another important thing you said was mentality. Both of those things make me think of the hype video that was released, you know, a couple hours before the guys hit the ice. And Corey Perry talked about emotions and how this is an emotional game and emotions can either help run you into the ground, they can count you out of games, they can impact you in so many different ways, but this team knows how to use emotions to drive them over the finish line, which brings me to my most important question at the moment. The second period, we saw a lot of big hits take place, and then by the end of the game, we know that they ended up playing without Hedman, without Chernock, without Aceymont, and something that we saw a couple weeks ago versus the New York Islanders was that in the second period when guys went down with injury, it just looked like the wind left the lightning sails. We didn't see that happen yesterday. And you're talking about two key defensemen and, and with a team that has been inconsistent defensively. Um, what did you see out of the guys emotionally? How did you see them respond, their composure, their confidence, when these three guys went out and the timing in which they went out?
0: Right, you're right. And, and, and in that game in, in Long Island, we saw that when Gideon went out, you know, it took a lot of steam out of them. And I think, you know, when you saw that, you know, they had to recover from that. It was one of those things where, you know, Jano was new on the team. He had just kind of kind of getting into his own. The team was playing well because of that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you kind of felt this this lag after that. But I think it is amazing how, I know the cliche is flipping the switch, right? But the way that they were able to do that last night, no matter what was amazing. And you think about the experience. We always talk about the experience, but at the same time when you talk about losing two defensemen, that put a big burden on two rookie defensemen and Darren Radish and Nick Purvix. And both of those guys played extremely well down the stretch in, in big minutes, in big time. You know, Darren Radish, you know, a Toronto guy, you know, playing in his first NHL postseason game, you know, 29 years old. He's been through three organizations and he's waited for this his whole life. You know, then all of a sudden, you know, Victor Hedman goes out. All of a sudden he's running the second power play unit. Yeah. All of a sudden he's getting... You know, big time minutes on the penalty kill. You know, when you saw Nick Perbix. you know, the the one thing about these guys, and maybe it's taught to them in in in, in Syracuse, you know, both of those guys are experienced guys. They're not both of them are older than Mikhail Sergachev. You know, I know. <laughs> but 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 you know, so they've played in big games. You know, Nick Purbix played in the Olympics, you know, he's played in college hockey, big games in, in the final four. So, you know, but these guys, I one of the things I was most impressed with that, you know, really people probably won't talk about because they really don't watch the lightning outside of us in Tampa Bay um, Mm -hmm. is how those guys really Before history is written it's played
1: before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next last forever the Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN plus begins Saturday
0: you know shined in a really big moment and they almost took they almost kind of feed off the veterans and it's like it's no big deal this is no big difference in any other game you know yeah you know we're in Toronto yeah this is the Leafs all this stuff but those two guys I've been so impressed with them not just last night but over the course of, of us seeing them in their rookie years is nothing really gets to them. And I think that's why they're at this level right now. That's why they're trustworthy. And, you know, like I said, Darren Rash, you know, Nick Perbix made a huge stretch pass that yes. probably no one even thinks about when on on the, um you know, to set up Ross Colton on a breakaway to close the game out. And once Ross Colton scored that goal, you saw all the Leafs fans go to the exits, you know, a lot of them had already left, but at that point it was over. So um, I think when you're down to four defensemen, you know, you have Mikhail Sturgechev, you have Ian Cole. Those guys are the, going to be the rocks. They're your veterans. you know. But getting that 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 really big minutes, those really big playing time from those two rookies was huge. And especially going forward, because we don't know what the status of Victor Hedman and, and Eric Chernak is going to be moving on, going to the game two and beyond. So mm-hmm. it's going to be even more of a spotlight on those two guys. So, um, you know, we, we, we heard a lot at the beginning of the year about how this team was going to miss Ryan McDonough and Jan Ruda. And no doubt they do miss them. But at the yeah. same time, it is amazing to see how these two rookies have kind of, uh, you know, taken the reins and kind of, you know, taken their cues from the veterans that, you know, this isn't this isn't all that's, you know, don't, don't make it be what it is, but also go out there and have fun. And I know that's what some of the veterans told those guys going in. And, um, you know, obviously a 7-3 seven, seven, win is, is a lot of fun.